This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, if we have learned anything from Putin's war, his invasion of Ukraine, and the brutal way he's prosecuting that war, if we in the West have learned anything since he invaded on February 24th, it's probably the importance of the United States to our security in Europe and to the cohesion of NATO, which the United States is the mainstay of. Therefore, it follows that stability in the United States political system is hugely important to us. We have a big stake in it, because if they weren't supporting NATO, supporting Europe, and supporting the people of Ukraine, God only knows what would happen in the future. And there has been, since the arrival of Donald Trump in 2016, elected to the presidency, there has been instability and worse in the American system. And things have taken a turn in the last couple of months. And we're joined now from Washington by Niall Stanich, associate editor of The Hill, a very respected Washington paper for not being as partisan as many American media outlets are, and Niall is also the White House columnist for The Hill. Niall, it struck me over the last few weeks that without the United States of America, NATO wouldn't matter. It would never have been galvanized. The Ukrainians would not have got the support they've been given by the Americans, and Europe really would have nothing between it and authoritarian regimes like you have in Russia or indeed in China. So we have a big stake in what's happening in the United States. Would you agree with that? Would you agree with my belief based on what I read and what you tell us every week that America has been through a fairly traumatic political experience and uncertainty about what it's for and what it's against over the last few years with the Trump takeover almost of the Republican Party. Sure, absolutely. I mean, to take the, the first part first, clearly the United States has driven the uh, coalition against Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, the United States has been the essential nation, the essential component in that effort. Yes. And it has been that component uh, partly because 
President Biden is uh, simply a more uh, politically orthodox figure than was former President Trump. Biden, incidentally, has history going back years and years where he served as uh, Senate Foreign Relations Committee and all of that, so very much steeped in, in foreign policy. Now, in terms of uh, the United States and its politics, clearly it has been an enormously turbulent time since at least 2016, when Donald Trump first won the presidency. That raised a whole lot of issues, both in terms of domestic politics, domestic issues like racism and other topics, but also in terms of America's stance in the world. Um, Trump favoring a much more unilateral isolationist stance. Those things are still being worked out. Uh, just briefly, Eamon, I mean, we have talked before about how Democrats enjoyed a much better midterms than they were expecting. That said, Republicans do or are going to have, when the new Congress convenes in January, a small majority in the House of Representatives. And there are already at least questions being raised about whether aid to Ukraine will uh, yes. continue at the pace that it has been provided so far. Yes, and, and that only underlines the problem we would have, and the Ukrainians in particular. But as we know, if Putin could take Ukraine easily, he would be looking elsewhere to former states that were part of the old Soviet Union, which he seems to hanker after. Now, the new Congress, the new House of Representatives, will have, I think, the Republicans have a majority of 10. Is that correct? Uh, two, they have 222 seats and you need 218 for a majority. So, yes, approximately that. Yeah. yeah. And it was expected that there would be a Republican wave, a red wave, and that they might have a very large majority in the House of Representatives and may even have conceivably taken the Senate they didn't take the Senate, and in fact, the Democrats now control the Senate. They got one more seat that they needed to avoid depending on the vice president's tie-breaking vote. So the question of who's the next speaker for the Congress to replace Nancy Pelosi, it will obviously be a Republican, mm. and we thought that the leader of the Republicans in the House of Representatives, our old friend Kevin McCarthy, who nobody in Ireland has stepped up to claim <laughs> yet, but he, Donald Trump calls him Mike Heaven. Right. Now, Mike Heaven appears to be in trouble, and you wrote a very interesting piece in The Hill this week, hmm. your newspaper, about the problems that our Kevin has and hmm. the reasons for the problems. Can you tell us what his problem is in getting elected a speaker, which is hugely prestigious, it makes him third in line for the presidency. Sure. What difficulties is he experiencing and why? The, the short and simplest answer to that is he has very few votes to play with. He has very little leeway and he is opposed by people on the most right-wing, most pro-Trump flank. Um, to, again, make a long story short, to be elected Speaker, you need a majority of all the people in the House of Representatives who, who vote for a named candidate. Yes. So you need, theoretically at least, 218 votes. And as we mentioned, Republicans only have 222 to start off with. The problem for uh, our Kevin or my Kevin, as Trump calls him, is 
there are at least five Republicans who have said that they won't vote for him. A, a number that obviously would appear at least to put him below the line of what he requires. Now, we'll have to see if there's sort of some sort of horse trading done. Um, my colleagues, uh, Emily Brooks and others, ha have been very good on the minutiae of this, exactly what has happened in the House uh, conference. There is a right-winger challenging McCarthy, an Arizona congressman called Andy Biggs. Andy Biggs is not conceivably going to be the next speaker because he's just too far to the right. But could he siphon off support from McCarthy? Uh, plausibly. And those p figures on the right insist that there are more than the five of them who are uh, keeping their powder dry for the moment, but who won't vote for McCarthy. Now, the problem that has been identified by what we might call traditional Republicans, conservatives, but not people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, for example, who is mm. Trump to the core and seems to be a bit unhinged. And we might speak about she gave a speech in New York last Saturday and she told the gala that the January 6th ins insurrection would have been more successful had she and the former Trump strategist Steve Bannon organized it. More successful in what, one is obliged to ask in stopping the elected president of the United States, Joe Biden, from taking office? Is that what she meant? She's now and is a member of Congress. Is McCarthy being opposed by the likes of her for not being extreme enough? Or is he, why is he being opposed so strongly by maybe five or six at least, possibly more? The reason he's being opposed by five or six is that those people believe, and actually with, with, with some justification in a way, that McCarthy isn't really one of them, that he is basically a conventional Republican who is contorting himself to pretend he agrees with that Trump fringe when in his soul he's not really one of them. Yes. Uh, I, I do think McCarthy is a more moderate figure than, say, people like Matt Gates. I It is worth mentioning, Eamon, in relation to Marjorie Taylor Greene specifically, um, to the consternation of some of her supporters, she's actually backing McCarthy for Speaker. And the reason appears to be that he has sort of um, bought her off. Long story short, uh, committee assignments in Congress are important. Yes. She was thrown off committees um, some time ago, last year, in fact, start of last year, when comments of hers came to light that were really uh, off the wall uh, and, and included in some social media posts indications of support for violence against uh, Democratic leaders. She McCar repeated that mm. call in a way last Saturday mm. when she addressed this Republican gathering. She, mm. she expanding on her point about herself and Steve Bannon organizing it, mm. she said that if they had been organizing it, mm. it would have been armed. In mm. other words, it would have been an armed insurrection mm. to prevent the transfer of power from the Trump administration to Joe Biden in the Electoral College. I mean, mm. this is beyond belief. It is. It's an incredible thing for a member of Congress to say. Uh, and, you know, what you just 
read from or but would or said would have been armed is a direct quote from what Marjorie Taylor Greene said. Yes. The implication being that had those rioters or insurrectionists had weapons, they could have then presumably overpowered um, the Capitol Police and other members of law enforcement who just about held the line in terms of um, repelling a successful, for want of a better term, insurrection. Uh, extraordinary thing to say there was blowback about it. She then claimed she was being sarcastic, which uh, doesn't seem a particularly plausible explanation to me, but perhaps others will find it more more plausible. But that uh, incendiary uh, commentary from her in now has not uh, caused her to lose committee assignments. In, in fact, Kevin McCarthy has promised that if he becomes Speaker, she will be reinstalled onto these committees, uh, despite all of the controversies that she has been involved in, this most recent one being perhaps the worst, but by no means the first. Yes, and the other factor in the Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Steve Bannon equation is Trump's suggestion a month ago that he favoured determination of the American Constitution. This drew a response from Mitch McConnell, who is the minority leader in the Senate and will remain formerly majority leader. He said, well, it would be very hard for somebody who didn't accept the Constitution and believed it should be ripped up mm. to be elected president of the United States of America, which Trump still aspires to do. He's declared for 2024, I believe. Yeah. But it's... An example of where America is, but there is evidence, and it comes from the midterm elections, does it not, Niall, mm. that independents and moderate Republicans or traditional conservative Republicans mm. are shying away from this stuff. There is evidence of that, and it does come from those midterms, and specifically it comes from the notably bad performance of Trump endorsed candidates who lost yes. a whole range of uh, Senate seats that were winnable and governor's races that were winnable. Um, Herschel Walker in Georgia, Don Balduck in New Hampshire, Blake Masters in Arizona, all these people lost. And the clear lesson from that is that uh, voters took a look at those figures and even amid a, quite a bad landscape for President Biden and the Democrats, voters thought those guys were too extreme. That has, it seems to me anyway, caused at least the, the beginning of a reassessment by Republicans, who by and large stuck with Trump all the way through his presidency, all the way through all the inflammatory controversies that that involved, and, uh, and stuck with him for longer until these midterms piled on top of his loss in, 20, in 2020, piled on top of a, a poor performance for Republicans back in the 2018 midterms, seems to have finally um, opened the eyes of some to the idea that Trump and Trumpism are electoral uh, liabilities for the party. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Now, however, there's a new kid on the block, and his name is Ron DeSantis. Mm. He is the governor of Florida, which has traditionally been a swing state, could go one way or the other. He won the governor's race by 20 points. Mm. He launched an amazing attack Mm. on Dr. Fauci, the very eminent and now retiring medical man who really led the campaign for vaccinations against COVID, a very respected man who's, you know, fought the AIDS Mm -hmm. virus as well and is highly respected. However, DeSantis launched an attack on him, I understand, Niall. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a poll. Has there been a poll, DeSantis versus Trump, Mm -hmm. that shows DeSantis doing well. Yes, there have now been a couple of polls that actually show DeSantis ahead of Trump among Republican voters, uh, which is pretty startling given, you know, how commanding a lead Trump had in those kinds of polls up until very recently. DeSantis is cut from similar cloth to Trump in ways, like you mentioned, for example, the vociferous and often very personalized attacks on Anthony Fauci, DeSantis's broader opposition to lockdowns and to COVID restrictions back in the day, and just generally, I would say, a right-wing populist, really, as Trump is. The plus from the Republican point of view is that DeSantis is less prone to buffoonery than Trump is and is a more, uh, well, potentially at least, has the capacity to exercise the levers of power in a much more competent and less uh, self-destructive or self-defeating way. Now, there's a long way to go, obviously, before uh, anyone is nominated as the Republican candidate, but Ron DeSantis is very clearly Trump's most serious rival for that position right now. And potentially, therefore, as you say, Trump's values, quote-unquote, 
without the buffoonery and therefore a very dangerous man if he shares, say, Trump's belief about NATO, mm. if he shares Trump's many beliefs. Trump didn't have want anything to do with NATO mm. because they, they weren't paying their share. And to be fair to him, the Germans mm. were supposed to pay 2% of your GDP into NATO. They weren't paying anything. Mm. And I'm not sure if they're paying something now, but would DeSantis be isolationist? Would he have tendencies in that area or do we know? We don't really know, I think, is the short answer because uh, DeSantis has really very much focused on domestic policy and the populism in his case is driven by those uh, domestic issues, not just opposition to COVID lockdowns, but uh, I mean, he's very uh, vociferously anti-abortion, for example. Um, and in other ways, he has, you know, fairly... Um, standard, though hardline conservative beliefs, you know, low taxation, encouraging of corporate investment. He's very much gaining steam in part because of his opposition to uh, wokeness, as it's called yes. disparagingly or, or otherwise. So there, those are the issues on which DeSantis has um, made his name so far. And we know really very little about his overall view on foreign affairs other than a, a kind of tendency to do almost standard Republican anti-China rhetoric, which is part yes. of the course at this point. Now, something we haven't talked about, Niall, is Hunter Biden, mm. the president's son, who has been under investigation, has had various allegations made against him, who left a laptop into a repair shop, and never went back to pick it up and the owner of the shop opened the laptop and there was some alarming stuff mm. in there. I've seen it suggested, not by you, but elsewhere, that maybe the new House of Representatives could go after Hunter Biden. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Would they have that power? And what is the story with Hunter Biden? They would certainly have that power and they certainly will use it, in my opinion. It has been widely telegraphed that they will use it. The story with Hunter Biden is uh, complicated. And I think that one of the complications is that uh, media on either side of the or either end of the partisan spectrum has been a bit misleading. So you've had um, conservatives arguing that there's clear proof that the sky is falling. On the other hand, you have had, I would say, liberal inclined media minimizing the shadiness of Hunter Biden yes. um, and the shadiness of his business dealings in particular. This is a, a person who, together with his um, companies, pulled in um, about $11 million between 2013 and 2018 from um, two Chinese uh, business interests on one hand and a Ukrainian gas company on the other. Right. Um, to use one, just one example, it has been widely reported that he was being paid $50,000 a month by that Ukrainian gas company to sit on its board. It's not clear, to put it gently, what his expertise in Eastern European gas exploration is. So, of course, the suspicion is that he was trading on his name. And then the further suspicion is, was he doing anything more than trading on his name? Was he trading influence in some fashion? Yeah. Well, wasn't there a reference to some payment being mm. for the big guy? 
Mm. <laughs> Who could the big guy be now? <laughs> right, right. Well, there, there is the question. Yes, the big guy at the time, I think, was mm. had been Barack Obama's vice president. Mm. Uh, yes, and was then out of office. It was in the actually during the Trump presidency that this email yes. was sent in 2017, and it was uh, to, again to simplify. It was part of the negotiations about a, a deal in China. And there was uh, there were negotiations about exactly who would have what share of a new entity, and there was an email sent to Hunter Biden and others saying that ten percent of this venture would be held by Hunter for the big guy. Yeah, uh, it has never been st- uh, stipulated or explicitly stated who the big guy is. Joe Biden denies discussing Hunter Biden's overseas business ventures with him, but clearly that is going to be something that Republicans have looked at. And I mean, just going from memory, at least one prominent Republican has asserted that the big guy is Joe Biden. Yeah, and they have talked impeachment, have they? Um, I mean, they have. And they have talked Mm. thorough investigation of Hunter Biden. Yes, I would say that that the investigation of Hunter Biden will be one of the big stories of next year, most likely. Now, whether they find more incriminating evidence than is than already exists. Of course, that that's an open question. I, I, you know, no one knows that. But um, there is clearly going to be an investigation. Joe Biden is particularly sensitive, as, as I suppose anyone would be, to investigations of his family or to suggestions yes. that his family have behaved in an improper way. And uh, I think there are very interesting times ahead when it comes to Hunter Biden. Yeah, and not paying taxes would be one of the charges that would be leveled against him. Mm -hmm. Of course, there is sympathy for Joe Biden because of tragedies in his life, Mm -hmm. his one son dying of a brain tumor, and another, his wife dying in a car crash in very terrible circumstances. Mm -hmm. So that has kind of, you know, it would make people investigating him in a robust fashion, perhaps not very appealing, but mm. I suppose the Republican view is, well, they did it to the Donald mm. and Richard Nixon, if you go back far enough. But it is going to be an issue, isn't it? It is, absolutely. I mean, there's there's no question about that. And the, you know, I, I do absolutely take your point. I mean, Joe Biden's life has been marked by just terrible tragedy. Yes. Um, on the other hand, even though Hunter Biden held no official um, position. These dealings, as I say, just seem sketchy on their face. And Republicans are already um, priming the pump for those investigations by arguing that the rationale is, could Hunter Biden or by extension Joe Biden have been somehow compromised if there are business dealings that they would not you know, want to be public. Is there a compromising element to all of this? And that seems to me a, a legitimate question, the one that hasn't been answered yet. Now, just to ask you finally, Niall, about Donald Trump himself, he didn't have great news last week. A lot of things went against him in the courts. And I think there was some more stuff this week to do with the documents found in Mar-a-Lago. They were classified documents that he'd taken from the White House. There is a special prosecutor now on that case. His name is Smith, highly respected. I think he... Did he make a couple of moves this week? 
Well, he has subpoenaed at at this point officials in uh, seven states, I believe it is, because uh, Smith has two jobs. Well, one job that has two separate investigations, one being the one that you mentioned, which is the sensitive information found at Mar-a-Lago, and the other being the Department of Justice's investigation into the events around January the 6th. That is a separate probe from the hearings that we have all watched in in recent months conducted by a House committee in tandem or in parallel with that, but separate from it. There has been this Department of Justice investigation as to whether crimes were committed there by Trump and his inner circle for which uh, criminal charges might be brought. Just finally, Niall, how inhibited will the Senate be by the fact that the House is Republican? It'll be very inhibited by it, but that goes both ways. I mean, basically, I don't think we should hold out much hope for any massive legislative achievement in the next two years because the House has revenue-raising powers in America, and therefore you can't just pass huge domestic legislation or really significant domestic legislation if you only have control of the Senate. On the other hand, if, for example, the Republican House were going to seek to um, impeach uh, Biden or to impeach anyone else for that matter, um, the House on its own can impeach, but the Senate needs to vote to convict in order to remove someone from office. And there's no possibility of that happening while Democrats have a 51-49 majority. Now, we're very grateful to you, as always, for joining us from Washington. Thank you very much indeed. That's Niall Stanley. We're grateful to Niall every week. He keeps us up to date. What's happening in the most important nation in the world, really, particularly with Russia and China on the rampage. We're grateful to Niall, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.